Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let's walk aboard right now. Uh, Barrett Saleh, who joins us, college football writer, analyst for CBSSports.com, CBS Sports HQ. Hey, Barrett, Mark Malusis, Taz with you. Moose and Taz, uh, thanks for a couple minutes this morning, bud. Hey, Barrett, what's My up? My pleasure, man. How you doing, Not buddy? much, guys. How are y'all? All right, man. What's up? Doing well, Barrett. Uh, you know, I, I guess we'll start here with the latest college football playoff rankings. Um, you know, do you agree with Utah sitting there just on the outside at five and Oklahoma at six right behind Georgia at four? Yeah, I do uh, because I think, to me, uh, eye test matters. And, and Utah is a complete team, uh, like Clemson, like Ohio State, not to that level, but they've been playing complete football all year long. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they belong there. Uh, Oklahoma, I, I just – I can't trust that defense, and I think there's a, a – there should be more criticism on Jalen Hurts maybe than there is. Some of his decision-making this year uh, I think has been disguised and covered up by great receivers and a great system. So, yeah, I'm fine with Utah being there. Um, you know, the resume is not what the Big 12 teams, you know, are. Uh, and, it, and it won't be, even after this week. But uh, in terms of how good that team is, I, for those that have watched that team play, they are, they are as complete as any team in, in the country. Yeah, no doubt, Barrett. I, I agree. I, I agree totally on Utah and the use for sure. So let's, let's, so let's, let me ask you this. Let's figure this out here, right? So if Georgia loses, hypothetics, right? They lose. Okay. Uh, Utah defeats the Ducks. Oklahoma beats Baylor. Okay. Who's, num- who's number four? Uh, let me ask you a qualifier, though. How badly does Oklahoma beat Baylor? Uh, and how badly see, does Utah beat Oregon? Well, that's what, me, that's what Moose and I were talking about earlier. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, you're right, because that's the key, right? Like, um, yeah, well, I don't know. How do we lay it out early, Moose? Well, yeah, I mean, gonna... just, you know, just I, I guess, well, let's look at it from this point. I mean, say if they're both close victories, right? Right, say, just say, kind of normal victories. Well, right, say if they're just normal wins. Or you could say they're both blowouts, right? I mean, they, you know, yeah. Oklahoma and Utah, they both win the same same style right. and fashion. And LSU uh, beats Georgia. Who exactly, yeah. who are you putting in? I'm putting Utah in, and I think the committee would put Utah in. Mm. And the reason I say the committee would do that is because Talking to Rob Mullins uh, every Tuesday uh, after the show, he uh, has made it abundantly clear that the, the eye test and being a complete team matters. And, you know, that, because of that, that's why Ohio State's above LSU. Um, that's why Utah's above Oklahoma. Uh, that's, that's a big deal uh, in the eyes of the committee. So uh, I think they would put Utah uh, in, even though the resume is not there. Um, over Oklahoma, and they'll never admit this, but the re- reputations matter. They have eyes. They watched games last year. They watched games the year before. And, and Oklahoma's reputation of being, you know, all offense and no defense, coupled with the fact that that still exists this year, I think would play into it, even though they've consistently said that it doesn't. I just I can't, I, I can't put that beyond my mind 
And I, and I don't think those people in that room would be able to either, even though they're not supposed to. All right, cool, cool, makes sense. Uh, Barrett, uh, Clemson, let's talk about Clemson, right? So Clemson's a lock even if something crazy happens and they, they lose to uh, UVA? Uh, if they lose to UVA, no, they're not a lock just because that resume is not there. They have a high opinion of, of Clemson, as everybody should. Clemson's a really good – they might be the best team in the country. Right, I mean, right. The, the resume is obviously what it is, but uh, they might be the best team in the country. So if they lose to Virginia – um, you know, last second field goal or whatever, um, you know, they've still got, I think, a pretty decent shot because uh, the committee does like Clemson an awful lot. But it would be sketchy. I mean, it, it would certainly be sketchy, um, especially if Georgia beats LSU <laughs> because yeah. then you have – or Ohio State loses because then you have uh, some other one-loss teams you have to deal with that are on par or better than you. So uh, I think it would – I think it would still be likely if Chalk holds elsewhere – uh, that Clemson still gets in uh, just because I, I think they, they realize and they've, they've basically said the gap between three to four is pretty big. Uh, but it, it would not be a, comfort, uh, a comforting pizza party in upstate South Carolina <laughs> on Sunday morning. They would be, they'd be sweating a little bit. Don't say pizza. We just had yeah, a whole segment right. on we, pizza. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> um, <laughs> we did. Uh, you know, Barrett, uh, I want to get just quickly back to Oklahoma and Utah because the one thing is, you, you mentioned, you're right. I mean, Utah on the field looks like more of a complete team than Oklahoma. However, the resume for Oklahoma yeah. is, is better, and some might even say significantly better, than that of Utah. Where does the resume, the quality of opponent, the out-of-conference schedule, how does that not factor in for the Sooner fan out there that now is sweating the idea of being on the outside looking in? Well, it it does. Um, There's no doubt in the minds of them to do. And with Baylor, too. I mean, either Baylor or Oklahoma is getting a top seven win this weekend, right? Like, it's unavoidable. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it matters for sure. I think that the, the saving grace for Utah is that the committee still has a pretty high opinion of Oregon. So if Oregon beats – if Utah beats Oregon, then, yeah, Baylor or Oklahoma will have a better win this weekend. That's unavoidable. But Utah's resume will also get a pretty significant boost. Mm. Um, you know, I think it's, it'd be one thing if the, the Pac-12 North winner was just crap. But it's not. It's a good team. Oregon's a good team. So um, it, it, the, the resume part of it does matter. But but I just I, I think when you combine where those Big Twelve teams are ranked outside of Baylor and Oklahoma with the fact that Utah would get a big win uh, this weekend, and the committee seems to think that Utah's loss, which was to USC ranked twenty third right now, um, is not that bad because they've qualified that loss several times by saying. Hey, you look, Utah's best player wasn't in that game, and it was on Friday. It was on the road uh, after a, a Saturday game. They've, they've made that excuse. It's almost like the Kelly Bryant-Clemson lost to Syracuse two years ago. Uh, they've, they've made that argument. They've said that that matters. So I think that's a big part of this, the fact that, that Utah's loss is viewed favorably, which is kind of backwards, I understand, but it's actually viewed pretty favorably by the committee. Hmm. Uh, you know, Moose and I were talking earlier, Barrett, and I, I brought up the fact about Alabama, and it's just, man, it's it's weird, right? Seeing them sitting at number 12, odd for you, right? I mean, I would assume, yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's strange. I mean, it's really bizarre. I kind of expected that to happen too. By the way, dropping below Auburn, right? Uh, just because you know Auburn's got two really good wins, even though they've got three losses. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it it's bizarre. There's no doubt, but really, there's no other place to put them. I mean, there just yeah. isn't. They, the resume, their best win, is either over a seven and five A and M team or a seven and five Jeremy Pruitt coach Tennessee team. Think about that yeah. before the season, where Tennessee, which is a compliment to Jeremy Pruitt, but um, yeah, I mean it's the resume is so bad, you you just you can't put them anywhere. I mean, you got else. Penn State and Florida above yeah. them, <laughs> yeah, and three loss Auburn, and all of it's explainable, right. like all of right. it is. Yeah, yeah, uh, crazy. You know, Barry to the, to the team that does control. I mean, and obviously LSU does, Ohio State, and and you're talking about Clemson. What about Georgia here in this SEC yeah. championship game? You know, they control the Bulldogs control their own destiny. They win. Nobody's worried about Utah. Nobody's worried about yeah. you know Baylor. Nobody's worried about Oklahoma. You know, they're going to be part of those national semifinals. How big of a shot do you give the Bulldogs against LSU this Saturday? Better than most, and you're right. They'd be in because then they'd have wins over number one, number two, LSU, Auburn, and Florida, and that'd be enough. There's no doubt. Um, you know, yeah, I I think that they've got a better shot than most, and I think the fact that um, the the fact that the line hasn't moved, despite the fact that everybody's you know all over LSU, tells me that there are a lot of pros out there that feel the same way. Um, LSU's you know they've been proven to be slowed by great defense. Now, you can go back and look at the Auburn game and say, well, yeah, they put up over 500 yards. Go watch that game again. Auburn's defense owned that game. And Georgia is fully capable of doing that uh, as well. That front seven is awesome, and they've got enough defensive backs to, to play that same sort of style uh, that LSU struggled with with Auburn. So, you know, yeah, I think Georgia's defense is going to give them a puncher's chance. It's just it's going to be on Jake Fromm to go make plays. Uh, Jake Fromm has been bad in November. Uh, he has had four straight games where he has not completed 50% of his passes. That's not the Jake from that we know. And that's not the Jake from that can win a championship. So uh, you know, yeah, George Pickens is out. They still got pretty good receivers. I think a little bit uh, too much has been made of George Pickens being suspended for a half, uh, but they've got a shot. Uh, you know, LSU's defense has, has proven to be susceptible at times, although they have been playing better lately. Um, but because of that defense, I do give Georgia a pretty decent shot as long as Jake Fromm, you know, kind of gets over whatever funk he's in right now. So, so Barrett, let's say someone's a casual, very casual college football fan and more of an NFL fan. So they know <clears throat> that's coming down to these big games towards the end here. Uh, what game would you say, if you're going to watch one game this weekend, is it Oregon, Utah? Is it, is it Bala OU? Is it, is it the Bulldogs and the Tigers? Which game would you say of those three? is the best and better game for someone to watch that's the casual fan. As a company man, you should always watch the SEC on CBS <laughs> game of the week between you – know, uh, but that's – luckily for us, that's – they all these games schedule around the, our game, the CBS game. Because right, it, right. It is so, it is so uh, big game, so, yeah. So draw. Right. Um, Baylor, Oklahoma, and the re- there's two reasons for it. One, it's basically a de facto quarterfinal, a dysfunctional, depending on what happens. But think about this. Oregon and Utah play Friday night. So Oregon and Utah, I mean, Utah is basically going to the clubhouse like a golfer that's, you know, three groups ahead in the Masters, right? They're going to the clubhouse. So Baylor and and Oklahoma are going to walk onto the field knowing that they're either playing a quarterfinal because Utah lost 
or they need style points because they're going to know exactly what Utah did in its win. So uh, that's going to be so fascinating to me. And, and the fact, and, and because of the fact that the Pac-12 championship game is on Friday, the, the Big 12 is going to have just so much intrigue based on the outcome of, of, of Utah, Oregon on Friday night. And honestly, I would love it if Utah wins ugly on Friday just to see how Baylor and how Oklahoma approach that game, knowing that they probably need some style points. Oh, man, it'd be so much fun. It is. Uh, you know, Barrett, you know, let's uh, you know, get your uh, a couple of predictions from you. You think LSU beats Georgia? Yeah, uh, I do think it'll be closer than people uh, think. And in fact, the picks come out uh, today on, on on the website, and and uh, I'm picking Georgia to cover. Uh, but yeah, I think LSU gets it done. And how? What about which one of those teams? Baylor, Oklahoma, or uh, you know, how big of a shot do you give Oregon over Utah? Uh, I give uh, Oregon a pretty decent shot over Utah. I do think Utah wins. Uh, I think Oklahoma will win the Big Twelve championship game. Uh, I think Baylor will cover and Utah will get in as a result. And like I said, I think the situation I just sort of laid out is going to actually play out. Utah winning, maybe a little bit ugly, uh, and then Oklahoma and Baylor needing style points, but that actually hurting them, both of them, because it causes a few too many mistakes. And as a result, Utah's win over Oregon looks pretty solid and, and the Utes get in. All right, Barry, just got a couple before we let you go. Number one, Tua, right? He talks about the fact that he's going to talk about with his family, ponder what he does, uh, clearly coming off that significant hip injury and surgery. Uh, you know, I, I don't think he's playing at Alabama again, but do you think Tua declares for the for the NFL draft? Yeah, I think he does. I think he would consider going back to Alabama, um, but I do think it's, it's that's a very – uh, remote possibility. I think, you know, right. What he said yesterday to me anyway, is just a delay tactic. I mean, he's got another month to decide uh, he's going to have a month to rehab. Um, you know, so he, I think I would imagine he just sees how that goes. And, and then, you know, in, in a month or so, you know, comes to a final decision before the deadline. And I would imagine he goes pro. Um, the other borough, is there any way that anybody could catch borough based on what they do this weekend in the Heisman trophy race? If Justin Fields goes Cardell Jones, in, in the Big Twelve or the Big Ten championship game, coupled with Joe Burrow throwing four picks, um, I give Justin Fields a chance. No one say, I, I, look, we got our ballots Monday, right? So we could not vote until this week. Um, I know a lot of Heisman voters are, are prisoners of the moment. I'm not, but I know a lot of Heisman voters are. And if they see Justin Fields just go nuts and Joe Burrow just completely tank this weekend, I could see Justin Fields having a little bit more than a puncher's chance. We're talking to Barrett Sully, CBSSports.com, CBS Sports HQ, college football writer, insider. Barrett, final one. Later on this morning, you know, and, and I do Rutgers pre- and post-game, i got to ask you because, you know, there's a lot of high expectations now, especially with the contract that he got. What's your thoughts on, because they've been a doormat in the Big Ten, what's your thoughts on, on Rutgers bringing Shiano back, and what, what do you think would be a successful return for Greg Shiano to the Scarlet Knights? I think it's way overhyped. I think he's going to do nothing more than bring them to sixth or fifth in the Big Ten East. It's, it's, not, it's not the same landscape as it was when he went 68 and 67 in 10 years. It, they were in the Big East then. It was a whole hell of a lot easier to win football games. And now you're in, a, I would say, either the toughest or the second toughest division in college football against teams with far better athletes that are consistently going to get far better athletes. 
I just I he's not a a great X's and O's coach. The recruiting base, even if he does a great job on the recruiting trail, he's still going to fall behind from a personnel standpoint and from a program prestige standpoint. It's not even close. So I think uh, the idea that he's going to resurrect that program, I just that's there's no way. I mean, we're not not, we're not in a division with Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan. And then sometimes you get a Michigan State that pops up. Some You might get a Maryland that pops up. It's just not going to happen. Barrett Saleh, uh, college football writer, analyst for CBSSports.com, CBS Sports HQ. Hey, Barrett, thanks for the time. Enjoy all the action this weekend. All right? Thanks, Barrett. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.